What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D with Ryden and Dennis. I'm Ryden. D's on the other line. And uh, thanks for joining us again. Um, you know, our last episode, we had a lot of fun with Zach. So we're going to dive into that for just a few minutes once we get started. But what we really are going to focus on today is Dennis Wilkins' 2020 field report. I guess I should have said your last name, should I? Who cares? Very good. Another good bleep sound effect coming up soon. Um, <laughs> but we just kind of want to talk about Dennis's life as a tech guy in 2020 and some of the crazy things he's seen this year. So without further ado, kick that good intro, D. What's up, everybody? So, as Ryden said, we're gonna touch on Zach a little bit. Talk about uh, we had fun with Zach. I think he had a good time on the show. Sound like he did. Um, I thought so. Also, I want to, yeah, I want to get into kind of talk a little bit about uh, what I've seen this year as a as a tech guy. Um, last year was my first year. Had quite a few uh, experiences here lately in the field for job site visits. Um, I wanted to touch on stuff that's kind of surprised me here lately. Um, also, what what if you what have you had going on this week? Um, Anything interesting? A little bit of everything. I know the last couple of weeks it's been the first time really that I've I've almost felt like a lot of my job is back to normal. Um, last week was the first week I filled my car up three times in a week, and I don't know when. So <laughs> I, I at least know, if anything, I'm spending more time on the road. Um, even if it's just putting out fires, it's kind of it's nice to not be stuck behind a desk as much as we were earlier this year, and and you know starting to really try to push and get things prepped, help guys get ready for winter service season and so on and so forth. We've got some some cool things coming out in the company that I'm hoping will, you know, let us be able to start taking advantage of some different things this fall with some guys. So there, there's some things I'm really excited about and, you know, hopefully we will have a winner this year since I really feel like we have in the last two. Yeah. We get, well, we got the, is it a website or is it just an app or is it both? Um, uh, both. And there's there's a lot of it that's that's still getting finished. I know I've been able to see a little bit of a peek behind the curtain um, this week. Um, I've got some things to work on with a couple of customers that we're kind of using as guinea pigs to just test out a few things and see how they like it, see if there's anything that we need to tweak and do differently. Um, but altogether, you know, something that really we wanted to have out earlier this year, but once again, uh, HVAC of the pandemic for back to that episode. Yep. If you want some other interesting <laughs> tidbits about what we went through this year in wholesale, but um, it, it's kind of nice to start seeing at least 
a lot of things get back to normal. Yeah, we got, um, of course, my training is, is kicked in there full bore now. Um, I was going to touch on a few things with that. We, uh, I'm having good turnouts. Everybody likes the hands-on. Um, so far, so good on that. Of course, the different times during the day, I think that's that's working out okay. I didn't know if that would... You know, a lot of guys don't know if they want to do a 12 to 2 in the middle of the day. A lot, You know, for some reason in HVAC, we just cannot schedule anything <laughs> in the middle of the day or at all. I'll um, admit, though, I'm not trying to cut you so off. So far, so I, good, I, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so far, so good because with it being two hours, it's almost like, you know, they're kind of scheduling them for a long service call. So it's right. you're not pulling them completely away from everything during the day, and you know if they know they have a twelve o'clock slot by the branch, you know depending on what calls they've got to run that day, they can kind of set the calls at least if possible in order of getting them closer to the branch and then working home once they're done. Right. Yeah, I've had some young guys, man. I was up in uh, Kernersville this week. And, uh, of course, it's an install startup class for just a heat pump. And uh, this whole week has been, except for two guys, most of them have been in their, their early 20s, early to mid-20s, which that's cool. You know, getting some guys getting in there. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy what, what, you're, what I see now as a tech guy, right? So... Um, well, well speaking of that, yeah, I was gonna say, um, as you're you're saying, you know, what you saw in the field, so take us from kind of what you saw in the field and put that in context of, you know, what did you expect being a technical rep on this side of the business would be based on your field experience before? Like what did you see coming? Well, I, did, I didn't really know. You know, I, 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 when I was in the field, I called, called a tech guy here and there. You know, and they just kind of talk you through stuff. It's, it's the vibe that I got was usually just like if you were calling. You know, if your cable's out, right? You call the guy and he, did you unplug it? Did you plug it back in? Um, I, I mean that was the. That was the gist of it. So I didn't really know what I was getting into. I knew it was going to be something like that. Of course, they told me it involved training too, which I had never done. Um, but I thought I could figure it out, you know. So the the going from the field, I don't know. I I, I did notice, and I, and I try not to beat guys up, and I know a lot of tech guys will. Um, when you're in the field people on the tech support side think you're you're supposed to just constantly read manuals watch videos you know taking training classes but when you're in the field it's just a whirlwind man in the summer um of course there's zero time in the summer and then you get into the fall and then you know depending on what size company you work for Oh, we're slow. We can't afford to send you to training. You know, we can't pay you today because we can't just pay you to go sit in the class all day and then go home. And like I said, it depends on the size of the company you work for. But 
Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know really what it was going to be like, but once I got on this side, um, of course, you expect the crazy calls, right? You expect the, uh, when guys call you, it's like, it's DEFCON 5, right? Everybody's done tried to fix it. Yep. They're lost, um, which I get those quite often. Um, but, did, yeah, I didn't really... Uh, did you ever did you ever think um like i know when i came into this 10 years ago now which is crazy to even think it's been that long i looked at it as i know it'd be 10 years in (laughs) march it's kind of crazy um i remember dealing with salespeople you know when i was working in my my family's business before and I remember there were a lot of times where I really wished I had known more about a product or I wish I'd known where to find more information. I wish I had had a sales rep that I felt, you know, really was more focused on helping us do more than just, you know, waiting for us to call him with an order. Right. Um, so I, when I came into this side, I really, my expe- expectation was I was going to be the sales guy that I had always wanted. Right. I, wanted, I wanted to be that guy. So, you know, from your perspective, were you, you know, you came in, you know, wanting to be, you know, more proactive oh, yeah. with how you did training, how you did different things. Um, like, what did you discover about how those are what you wanted to do, but maybe they weren't as easy as you wanted them to be, or maybe there were things you had to figure out how to do different than you expected to do them? Yeah, so, you know, when I came in, the guy that I replaced, um, he didn't really believe in training, right? Um, he kind of just sat behind the laptop. And, of course, you grew up with the guy, right? So yeah. he sat behind the laptop, and he got through the slides, and you either get, you either read it, follow along, get what you get, and that's it, right? Um, yeah. And moving on and the next thing you know you can't fill up a training class you know everybody's canceling um so yeah i said well man we got to change that you know my idea when i was going to start when i came in and he said you got to set up you know the first year of training um, of course you helped me a lot with that but is standing up right interacting with the class trying to Cause I've been to them classes, right? I've sat on the other side and just, it's yep. just boring as hell. But I said, I can't do that. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta try something different. Um, build some training boards. You know, I don't know why as tech guys and training guys, we can't keep it the same as, as if these guys are in school or getting it right. Like why can't we have training boards? Yeah. I mean, why can't we have running equipment that guys can come by and put their hands on and work on it? And it sounds pretty simple, but I just don't think nobody's doing that. Um, So, yeah, so that was my deal was to come in and try to do that. Um, Also, so this kind of bites me sometimes. Um, Like I said, I was going to, you know, constantly pick up the phone. It is just my, my cell phone, so 
I was I wasn't gonna be that guy, right? Because I'm always I hate when you're on the job and you call and you leave a message and they call you back four hours later and you're on the next call. Yep. It's like I can't talk to you about that job now, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm already gone. Um. So, I mean, in the summertime, it's hard. It really is. And I know I know some tech support guys that have. 20 and 30 branches like they work for larger distributors and we than us i couldn't imagine that i, I mean i, I don't know how they couldn't. so the ones that i know right they're out of they're based out of florida they can't train like he can't do training because his phone literally never stops ringing yeah um and i don't know how he can keep a good attitude i'll be honest with you <laughs> um also said, you know, I wasn't ever going to get mad on the phone with with guys. Um, I tell guys in class, there's not a stupid question, right? I mean, I get calls from 70-year-old men that ask questions, and they've been doing this 40 years. They should know questions they really should know. Um, but they've learned they have did something wrong for 40 years, right? They thought it worked a certain way. Yeah. For a long time and i'm really seeing a lot more of that um because i mean this new generation of people coming through learn from those guys who learn from those guys you know it just keeps rolling downhill and that um, that always makes me think about when we did um we did a class last year and one of the, and it was a mini split mini split class and one of the things we were talking about was you know the importance of using a torque wrench Right. Um, a what? <laughs> exactly. A torque wrench. <laughs> um, and the biggest thing is, you know, this guy was like bound and determined that he could, you know, he could torque this thing down, you know, as tight as he could with, you know, two crescent wrenches as he could with a torque wrench to know, and he would know exactly where his, where he'd gotten it to. So he right. sat there and this, this guy sat there and he cranked these two flares together and then we put a torque wrench on it and it was nowhere near what it actually needed to be and he's like well i guess <laughs> right. that's why i was leaking that's why um, i was leaking but it's yep. it's one of those you know until you actually see it or can measure it you never know you're not doing it right and it's no knock on on those guys i mean there's a reason they've been in this business so long and they've been successful is because you know most cases they're doing everything right but well and so that that doesn't matter how old you are you can learn something new oh yeah man i'm learning every day so my my latest thing i keep running into is um and this happened today and last week seems to be the same town is power issues coming from the power company side coming from the meter Yep. Um, so like I said this 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 literally happened today um, this is the kind of contractors that, that we're dealing with out there and this is when you get on this side of the industry it's tough when, when, when this happens to you day in day out um, you, you just wonder is there any decent contractors left like <laughs> 
it's hard, man. I mean, uh, I didn't realize how many were out there that are just flying by the seat of their pants. But, um, so this guy, somebody was running a water line in the neighborhood. And they hit a power line that was mismarked, an underground. Yeah, I mean, main, main line coming from a transformer. Guess they didn't call 811. yeah, what is it? What's the and the eight one one? You always see on on all the like you see the trucks driving around like call eight one one. Yeah, they're out there it. with the with the the little <laughs> spray can thing they're pushing along with. The yeah, maybe bitch. they marked it. Maybe they didn't. You know, <laughs> but so this guy, you know, his AC is running now. Like I said, they, when they hit this line, it knocked out four or five houses in the neighborhood. Um, so. If your AC was running when this happened, or whatever, anything 240 or whatever that was running and pulling, you know, quite a bit of amps, it fried it. Like, that's just what happened. So, this guy's got a three and a half ton AC, three years old, been working like a champ. His power goes out, lights flicker, all this stuff. They get it repaired. Everything comes back on but the AC. So he calls the guy, you know, they got the equipment from us. Um, he calls him out, you know, big, big subdivision. And he goes out there, confirms there's a short in the compressor, obviously, and changes the capacitor in the compressor. Now, I'll give him that one, right? Let's, yeah. uh, it was just like a power surge. Changes that. Plugs the disconnect in. It trips the breaker. He's like, huh. So then he calls me and I said, well, um, we go through the wiring. He said, I mean, it's a straight AC. There's not a whole lot going on there. Yep. We go through the wiring. The wiring's good. Um, we check his, uh, we ohm out his compressor and his there's a winding open. So, you know, when he put that disconnect in, whatever's going on with the power fried the compressor like instantly, the brand new one. So I said, man, something's going on with the power. You know, he said, you don't think this compressor's bad out of the box? No. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, and his outdoor fan motor won't run either. Yeah, um, that right there is like, well, it's nothing. That's running. a red flag. <laughs> so he puts, of course, he didn't tell me this. I said, man, you need to get the power company out there, an electrician, and check on the line going to the panel. So, something's off. Something's amiss. I mean, you had you had a surge, right? Something's melted somewhere. He changes the disconnect, puts another compressor in it, changes the breaker, flips it on. Short shorts the compressor out. That's that's number three. Um, calls me and says now the fan motor's running, but the compressor, this one's shorted out too. And I'm like, this one? No, it wasn't <laughs> shorted out like till you put power to it. So I go out there today, and because the homeowner, the home, you know, the homeowner's pissed. First of all, nobody wanted to wanted to run that through an insurance claim. I mean, 
somebody hit a power line and took it took out your ac like why is why is our contractor over there just throwing compressors at it like yep it's a it's an insurance claim of some kind i mean y'all are the insurance guys not me i mean i don't know (laughs) oh that was life insurance sorry yeah, it's uh, life insurance. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a whole life policy for dead compressors. <laughs> so I go over there today, and I mean this. This is a whole another episode of homeowners. Like I'm standing there with the homeowner and the contractor, and I told him, I said, I can only check so much with this meter I have. Like, I can't check out your disconnect. I mean, your uh, your meter. I cannot get into your panel. That's not my... I'm I'm in this little yeah. unit here. Yep. This is me in this little box. Um, I'm not touching the rest of that stuff, and he shouldn't either. So, I said, you know, it's. I think it's from here to the panel... And, uh, of course, the contractor looks at me and says, well, we got to do something. I'm like, um, what do you want to do? You want to put another compressor in it? I mean, we can't just keep doing that. That's not fixing it. That's not working. And the homeowner says, well, you don't think that those were a bad out of the box? That many no. in a row come on. <laughs> no. I'm, I mean, you know, I could, these I are, could these see are Copeland one, compressors. Yeah, it's like I could see one in a blue moon bad out of the box, but three going on. I mean, forward. I don't think I've ever even had one bad out of the box, but that doesn't mean they can't, you know, ship one with a bad winding in it. Correct. I don't know, but um, I've seen. I, I give him the bad fan motor out of the box. I've had that. I mean, that's fine. A little yep. tight or something uh, won't spin, but this. Uh, this homeowner says, well, what am I supposed to tell my wife? I'm like, have you not really talked care. to her about it yet? <laughs> I just don't care about Like, it's 72 degrees out here. Why aren't your windows open? Yeah. Like, storing heat in your house right now. Like, open the windows. It's cooler out here than it is in your house. Um, yeah, the, the homeowner's dude are just ridiculous now like i'm glad i'm out of the field um and contractors are having trouble talking to them well, we've had this you know you've had a couple contractors that you're the contractor you are the professional yeah. whether you suck at it or not you're the professional you tell them what we're trying to do we're trying to i said look man i, I understand i sorry you don't have any air but I, this isn't a toaster that we just unplug and throw it in the trash and plug another one up. Like, we can't just keep doing that. <laughs> Man, the, whole, the whole time, this homeowner's like, good thing these guys aren't lumberjacks. The only thing safe in the woods would be the trees. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just, I said, I said, what do you guys think? Y'all think we should put another compressor in it? And they're just like, um... I'm not answering that. Well, that's like, right. That we're not that that whole story. And if there's more to it, we can continue, but it, it's making me no, segue into um another story that I want to save for a crazy, crazy homeowner episode too. Uh, 
because I know we were talking about maybe even doing one of those as our next episode. So look forward to that also, but I'm sure you'll get some more in this one. <laughs> I got a few of those. Got a few of those. We all do. Um, but I remember you, we had power issues at, at a job at, at the beach one time last year. And then you also ran into a power issue on a, on a package unit in Charlotte. In Charlotte. That yeah. was kind of crazy to see too. So, so that was the same thing, right? So yeah. 15 ton package unit or whatever it was, 10, 10, 15 ton, um, tripping the breaker three phase unit. They said, we changed the breaker. It's the unit. We need to change the unit. Like this is a 15 ton unit, right? This yeah, is downtown on a street that has no room. I'm like, we, we might, let's, let's look at this a little harder before we get a crane down here. Yeah. And maybe. just somebody just eats a 15 ton unit. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's not an easy one to swallow. No that's the other how, myth. No matter how hard you chew it. Right. That's the other thing on this side of the industry. Um, which when I was in the field, right, we didn't do, I don't remember swapping a unit. I remember, well, I'll, I'll take that back. We swapped one inverter. We had a compressor that got hit with a surge and it was, it was under the, the warranty tote, where yeah. you swap the unit. Yeah. yeah. So, cause it hit this guy's gate and all this stuff. So we swapped the unit and that was a two minute tech call. Um, we he we on the compressor out over the phone. He said, "Yeah, you're you're dead." So the the one uh, the the fifteen ton right. So I've got my meter. I got my amp clamp on there, and I'm reading half of what the unit is maxing out at. Right, I'm reading yeah low amps. We're sitting there. I've got my amp clamp at the panel on the wire. The wire's cold. The unit's running. The breakers gets hot all of a sudden and trips. And my amp draw never moves. It's just slow and steady. And I said, dude, it's not the unit. It can't be. It's impossible. It never peaks. You know, the, the amp draw never goes up. Yeah. They changed the breaker three times. Right? So, electrician's like, it's the unit. And I'm like, no, it's not. How, how is it the unit? At what point does this unit go up? The, the wire is cold and you're, this breaker, you can't even touch it. Yeah. And I said, so the power company, we finally get them out. The power company comes out, puts something on there to monitor something. The problem just goes away. Yeah, because they, they, they either turn the transformer down or something. So... You know, I told this homeowner today, I said, you know, you might want to get the power company out here and look at this because I don't see any issues on my end. I mean, I have three parts in this unit. Yeah. Uh, it's an AC. So um, he said, yeah, I called the power company and they said uh, the voltage is good out here. <laughs> Did they come out there and look? Probably not. No. Well, no. See, they got digital meters now and they just ping mm. it. Yeah, ping it from somewhere, and at that exact moment, it might be great, but five minutes it might not be. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with these calls like this. I mean, it is what it is. I just tell them it ain't it ain't the unit, but 
contractor gets mad, right? Because he yeah. acts like I'm not helping him. The homeowner's pissed. Um, the home, the new homeowner is kind of just you know throw away and give me a new one. Yeah. They don't understand that we have to go through steps to try to figure out the problem. We we got to fix the problem. Um. So I don't know what this one's going to end up being. Well, we have we'll circle back. You know, the headache is we have we have contractors that get to that point too. It's like you know, they've they've went out there six different times, and they're calling me. Now, and they're calling me the sales guy first because they, right. they they'll call me first because they know that when it comes to hands-on technical speak, they know they know enough to get one over on me. I feel like they, they <laughs> right. feel more comfortable because they know I'm, I'm decently technically minded, but I'm that's just not how my brain's wired. Um, no pun intended on that one. Right. Um, <laughs> but a lot of these guys, they call me because they're comfortable with me. They've known me a while. Um, they know they can ask me a good bit of basic questions, and I have good understanding of how airflow works and things like that. But my, my one spot where I, I falter at times is... is is understanding all my electricals, my electrical components of things. Right. Um, but there's a lot of times they call me and, you know, they've been out there six times and I'm like, you know, Hey man, I understand you're frustrated. You've been out there six times. And I said, but why are you only just now calling me? Yeah. That's where that you know? gets me. Um, and then, you know, so they're, they're calling me. They're already hot because they've been out there six times in the last three weeks, even though you didn't know about it. Um, homeowners pissed sending them videos of different things or saying different things and then yep. and then we gotta still make another phone call cause now we're on you know phone call 7 for this guy or you know overall he's calling you yeah if he calls and, me and he's the ten, this is the 10th time he's going out there I'm not gonna be able to reel this homeowner back in no, and, and it's it's difficult. I mean, and that's not going to be able to happen. And it gets even it's even harder for you to try to, you know, consult with them over what's been going on on the phone because at this point they're so they're so familiar, yet unfamiliar with the same problem. That right, they don't want to work on it. They don't want to work on it. They just want it fixed. They want the problem solved, and they get frustrated because they they've sometimes in the heat of their frustration they lose the sight of the fact that. Although it is their 10th visit to this job and they know it intimately, this is the first time you've heard about it. So if you don't ask questions, you don't know anything in any way to help them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that we were talking about, you know, what I was, what I did, what I was going to expect, uh, you know, doing troubleshooting over the phone. If any of y'all have never tried that, it's difficult. Um, I call it a, a whole new trade. I use that term all the time. I kind of learn a whole new trade because when you're talking to a guy that may have been working on something for an hour or two hours, um, he's done. Like he's trapped in a little box. His mind does not want to get outside that box. So when I say, what's your voltage from here to here? And he just says, good. Or, or yeah, I checked that, you know, what they don't realize is the less they tell me the longer it's going to take yeah you know but i will tell you that 
ego is a huge part of this. I mean, we're all we're all men here, right? Like when you when you have failed at something that you just thought you were awesome at, and now you got to call somebody and they got to talk you through something. That's what I'm trying to change. I try to I try to let guys know in class. Look, just call me. Um, like I don't care what you if you can burn it up or short it out or make it leak I've done it like yeah I have done it so you know there is no stupid question I mean that's how you learn um but you know I got guys that call and say look man I got a doozy this is my 15th time out here and I just can't figure this out I'm like dude you can't call me now <laughs> I mean yeah, you because, can but I mean you can but at this point you know he wants you at the job the next day and you know middle of summer that never happened training season yeah. that's not gonna happen I mean you're you have things that and that's that's another thing we talk about you know you don't see when you're in the field the other things that that on the wholesale side have to be done I mean if you're if you were committed right. to going to training in another branch for three days in the middle of a week you're out there you were committed to there and Oh yeah, they're training this this type of training I'm doing Tuesday Thursday. My phone's ringing and I feel terrible because I I can't help them. I mean I'm just dead. I'm out there training and I can't get to it. Um, and usually I tell them, hey, if if I don't answer, you know, I'm I'm training, but just I'll leave a message. I'll call you back. And I get done training, I got 17 voicemails. I mean, who? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, but yeah, I mean, that kind of takes me to, so speaking of site visits, um, this was a unique situation that I was put in. I don't think this has ever been done actually. Um, of course I was the first one, <laughs> but always, so we got a, we got a company, um, out in Raleigh that's uh, good size, right? They got four four changeout crews, five or six service techs. I mean, they're they're a good size company. And a lot of callbacks. Um, obviously, you know, we're not we're not gonna throw anybody's name out there, but they got a lot of callbacks on new equipment and everybody wants to start blaming the brand right and i tell people like i would put any brand in my house i know some guys would cry hear me say that but if i put it in i would put any brand in my house there's components that are going to fail right but it's it's if it's installed right you know you should get some decent lights most you know if you do it right and you put it in right so this this little trip I was taking was to oversee a couple of their changeouts and just like you got, you know, give them some tips or they could ask me questions. I mean, super awkward because they knew I was coming. They did not know who I was. Why is this guy coming out? Like what's, what's wrong with what I'm doing? Um, yep. so they, I go out there. Luckily, <laughs> 
Yeah. They don't know what to expect. You're like, you know, am I getting a report card when this is over? Am I getting fired? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> right. So <laughs> I show up. Of course, I got to tell the homeowner. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be wandering around. You're going to see me. I'm not going to be doing anything. I don't work for this company. We, you know, we sell to them. I'm just hanging out, overseeing the job. Like, they're like, uh, okay. Yeah, they're like, um, um, did we pay too much for this? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just weird. It was weird as crap. And luckily, the, the installers were great. I was worried about that, but they were young guys and they were like, that's cool, man. Uh, I was like, look, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to try to, you know, stand over you too close, but I'm just kind of watching what you're doing. I didn't really tell them why I was there. Cause I don't know if they yeah. do, but the first crew I was with come to find out is the best one they got. Um, they put the system in, right? Everything by the book, um, braids with nitrogen, whole nine yards literally attention to every detail i was like sweet you know of course was he doing that because i was there i don't know but yeah um and that's the risk look fantastic it's risky in that situation everyone on their best behavior oh yeah so um go you know this was a really small crawl with a furnace coal and an ac um so Puts it in 70,000 BTU furnace, um, three ton system, or 75 and a three ton AC. So puts it in, buttons it all up in the crawl, comes out, shuts the door, turns the unit on, got his gauges connected to it. So we're going to charge it, you know, he's going to charge it up. Yep. Well, the charging charts on the back of the door on the unit. Well, the doors everything's buttoned up like there is no doors there is no chart he's looking at his gauges and i'm just sitting there like hmm. uh really short line set probably 10 foot and and we come pre-charge for 15 so you already know you've you got yeah to in the give day. or take yeah so I said, what you, what you, what you looking for there? What you looking at? He's looking at his gauges. You know, he's got some digital S mans on there. You can look at sub cool and everything. He's like, yeah, I'm just getting my sub cool. Right. Um, how, how are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, like what, what is it supposed to be? He said, oh, it's just, you know, between, between seven and 15, between seven I'm and like, 15. I'm like, uh, no, and of course he's he's looking at superheat and i said do you do you know what subcool and superheat is and he didn't know he said no i just know it's it's right here on my gauges i mean he didn't know he's an installer right and of course his helper didn't know he's a cleanup guy and i said we you know i'm gonna go get some tools out of my bag i'm gonna show you a couple things i said we need to go back in the crawl and kind of look at our airflow. I said, we can't really check charge until we know we got really good airflow. So of course that's a whole nother episode, but yep. we go, we go in the crawl, right. And I can just hear this thing just huffing. Like it's sucking hard for some air and everything is shipped on high speed for cooling with, with our stuff. So, yep. um, 
it's got it's a three ton it's got three tens it's in a crawl and they're going everywhere the tens just disappear back in there in the mess somewhere is this the crawl the you sent me the picture of sorry to interrupt i'm just curious for no right i don't think i took any pictures i didn't believe it or not i didn't take any pictures okay i thought um, you sent me a picture of one of those crawl spaces because it looked tight oh yeah this one was yeah, this was was sitting on your butt like your head touching the <laughs> touching the floor there so the the 10 inch on the top was i mean they hung this thing in there on unistrut and everything like it looked awesome dang <laughs> yeah i mean we never did that we were putting it on some blocks um yeah they hung it with strut like leaned it towards the drain i mean it was killer so i said i'm gonna drill a hole in this return and uh in the in the furnace here and we're gonna check the static and of course he didn't know what that was we got the blower they didn't button everything up we got the blower yeah. chart out i put a manometer on there and it's like 1.2 so our static would was not have made it very long was it constant torque or was it variable speed i think it actually i yeah it was constant torque who that motor would have yeah would not have made it no and see that's that's the thing like that's why they're getting callbacks all these parts yeah yeah i mean they're not getting callbacks on because it looks bad it's it's not and see that system would have so let's just say we take the door off outside and we were going to charge it by the charging chart well that charging chart is based on a certain airflow yep um so based on the outdoor size three ton you know we were looking at a certain number on there so we slowed it down there what we didn't have any duct work you know we, we he had no way to fix that uh, so we slowed the blower down till we got a 0.7. So we were on the chart now, finally. Um, it was either 0.7 or 0.8 was the end of the chart. So we finally got on the chart. I think we slowed it all the way down to medium. Uh, and he started picking up on it. Like he, he was like, well, what's this for? I was like, well, this is a manometer. You know, it picks, it checks our static pressure what's pressing on the motor here that the, the pressure in the duct system and um you know he was 25 years old like he was a sponge i mean he was trying to learn at least yeah and uh so we go outside of course we got to recover some refrigerant because it's overcharged um had he have you know we had a we had a like a point eight or a point nine on the return. So I was going to say, what did you end up getting it dialed down to static wise? Like a point seven, right um, right just slowing the, the blower down. Yeah. I mean, so I mean that's all we could do. The, the ten inch, you know, the ten inch flex was crushed all over the place. Yeah. I mean, and I showed him that, and I showed him how the, you know what the problem was. But so, long story short, right? We 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 get it charged up, and I said, you know, now we can charge it. And we got to take the door off the outdoor unit because this is the chart. So then we went over that chart, and uh, I mean it was cool. You know, he was he took it well. So the next day, I go with another one of their changeout crews. Same thing. Awesome job. It was an air handler. 
I think it was a, I think it was a uh, two-ton, two-ton air handler. I asked him if he knew where the speed taps were to slow and you know speed up the blower. He said no. He didn't know nothing about none of that. Didn't know what a manometer was. Um, this guy trained the guy I went to the day before, so it just keeps going. Like I said, it just keeps going downhill. Um, awesome looking job. They added a return. Um, fired it up. Static was high as crap. It was a hang. Well, we ripped out a hanging air handler and put in a regular. It was in a little, little duplex gotcha. weird little setup but yep. um once again go outside he's got his gauges hooked up he doesn't take a door off he's just looking at his gauges like and it starts it starts condensating and running out running out by the unit and he goes oh yeah man we're working now we're good I'm like what what does that mean like we can't charge the unit based on if water's running out that pipe or not <laughs> yeah i mean but that's you'd be surprised the calls i get they're like man this thing's it's it's pissing water great out here like it's working it's like well yeah, well, yeah they've mean, not had a unit refrigerant on in there it's like they've not had a unit on in two days House yeah i mean the chart crap. doesn't say four ounces of water equals this subcool like yeah there's no chart for how much water's running out of that pipe like that just means we got some refrigerant in the system and we're pulling some moisture out. Um, but you know, I, th- I just think it's funny how I've, I've seen, I mean, my old boss was like that. Is it sweating? No, I'll put some more in it. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what does the number need to be? Is it, is it condensate? Is it, is it, is it dripping water outside? No, we'll put some more in it. It's like, oh, this guy, this this can't be the right way. Um, so, anyway, so we found a filter. We found a filter behind a grill that nobody knew was there. Ooh. Not even the homeowners, and it was like a rug. I was gonna say, I bet that was nice. So we had a point nine on that one when we fired it up. We took that filter out. I said, dude, there's something stuck in the return somewhere. We're struggling, so we. He went up there, took the grill off, and said, hey, I found the problem. But without a manometer, right, this thing was still blowing air out the supply. You hold yep. your hand up there. It's like, how's your airflow? It's it's good. I, I'm feeling it. It's blowing hard, right? But we don't know how much it's blowing. Um, the only way to check that is static. That, that's it. Um, or take, you know, take a temp rise and do the math. But... Um, just take a manometer and check the static and check your blower chart. And, and then we went outside and charged that one up. But you know, these classes I've been given are startup classes and out of, let's see, three out of five classes, um, I don't know, 30, 30 something people. I've had two people that knew what the manometer was. Jeez, I didn't realize That's it was not that good. Bad. I had I, I had one today and one in Charlotte. Um, that's not good, man. That's a terrible percentage. <laughs> and and I so far I've only had I've only had one of the companies in Charlotte reach out about 
tools, at least getting pricing, because I sent some pricing out this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I told them, I said, look, we, you know, that's another thing we found out, right, on the, on the distribution side is why can't, why don't y'all have this tool and that tool, which some of these supply houses do, but... Um, the majority don't. Because we, we can't don't compete against Amazon. Like, almost every tool I own yeah, is from and, Amazon. Like, I and we hate can to plug Amazon yeah, on here. Well, but. and we can we can drop ship tools too. We just we can't drop ship them as fast. We just right. can't. Yeah, I mean, I would pay more if I walked out of a class. Um, I mean, I think that's when I bought my manometer. I went to a class probably the third year I was in this industry, went to a class. He had a, he had a dual port manometer field piece and he was reading static and he was going over why, why it was important. And, and it's everything, you know, literally. And I walked out and bought one off the counter there and I didn't care what they were charging for it. Like I needed that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you, um, you realized, Oh, I'm going to use this every day pretty much for the rest of my career. I might want to get one. Well, I've figured out too, that I talk about this in that class, like in this industry, we get lucky a lot. Yeah. Like contractors, service guys, right? We get lucky a lot. We swap parts that we hope will fix it. And we don't know for sure, but we went ahead and swapped the motor. Well, we'll throw the board on there too. Oh, thank God it fixed it. Well, which one fixed it, right? I mean, we get lucky a lot. And I think, of course, my my counterpart in Georgia there says, you get lucky until you don't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, right? So, yeah, I think... Uh, The, I'm, I'm seeing now why a lot of these brands take a hit. Um, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was that bad. I mean, um, of course, that, that, that training class, right, with the running equipment, with the manometer, and then when I close a damper on it and the subcool just hammers down or superheat drops or, um, you know, everyone on my ask them, all right, we're getting ready to start this system up. Where do you want to start? And they're like, we got to start outside because they want to get them gauges going, right? That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. We got to check the charge. Um, I mean, I couldn't imagine how many systems are out there. Well, this is the, the company in Raleigh's putting four a day in. Four yeah. a day. Now, do they have. <laughs> now, you've watched what two crews and you've got a few more to go back and watch or yeah i got um well they're coming to the classes too yeah um but yeah i think they're gonna let me go watch one more um but you know they were brazen with nitrogen which this class i'm i'm giving now you know when i ask anybody if they're brazen with nitrogen they it's just like a smirky little it's a it's a touchy subject I don't understand yeah. that though. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. Why it's, uh, 
like we we always look to cut a corner i mean that's in this industry if you cut a corner and you get lucky then you won right exactly and the problem is you know just like all georgia said you're lucky till you're not just a lot of these guys don't realize they've been lucky for 15 years right um yeah i mean i when i was when i was doing install man i just don't remember having the catastrophic failures that i hear now yeah i don't remember having those on startup like brand new stuff um txv failed man i got another bad txv on startup i'm like i i just don't get (laughs) it man i had one today and here's 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 how good it was um guy had ordered the job and first off i made a mistake so here's here's sales guy taking responsibility to a contractor (laughs) that does happen um we make mistakes especially if you were taking a call later in the evening and you were distracted when you when you took the phone call but you were just trying to answer it to do the right thing it happens um so he was ordering a job it was a horizontal application i thought he said it was in an attic um part of the reason why is because we had already done one system in this house before and Mm. since he was just doing ac and coil he made it or he didn't necessarily make it but i thought both of them were in the attic i thought it was dual attic system so i sent him a dedicated attic coil with a four ton ac and you know we delivered it the day before so then this morning about 9.30, I get a phone call. He said, hey, man, um, how in the world am I supposed to braze these lines in? These things point towards the floor. And I said, <laughs> they point towards the floor? I said, yeah. And I said, do you have the do you have it upside down? Because I'm thinking he's got it, you know, lines down in the attic. He said, no, man. He said, I'm in a crawl space. I said, well, that's why you can't braze it in. I said, I thought you were in the attic. <laughs> oh, they're literally pointing up towards yeah, the floor. I get exactly. It yeah. So top, it comes in on the top. Yeah. Yep. So I said, well, you know, where? I was like, where are you? Send me an address. 45 <laughs> minutes from the store. Luckily, oh, I'm geez. at the store. Luckily. I said, okay, um, I'll bring you a call. My mistake. It's the only thing you can do. And that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I had a driver or not, it's my, my mistake. I'm not going to tie up a truck to go fix something that's my problem. Um, you know, I'm going to go take care of the customer and eat crow and maybe bring him lunch too. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> try to get yourself out of jail. So it takes me about 10 minutes so, to wrap up what I'm trying to do at the store. Get that thing in the car. Get down there. It's an hour after the phone call. Now we, I mean, he's fine. He's, he said, buddy, he's like, we just... You know, we just got here. He's like, we got plenty of plenty to do. He said, I said, well, I'll see you in about an hour. So, I mean, I got there about when I said I would. We get it, we get it swapped out. Um, Chit chat a little bit, um, and then I head back to the branch. Maybe an hour goes by, phones ringing again, and uh, all I can think is, same guy. Yeah, same guy, and I'm just like. Shit, what went wrong? You know, 
I was like, I could just feel it. Pick up the phone. This one's pointing towards the ground. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pick up the phone. He's like, man. He said, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what now? No, I'm not. He said, TXV won't meter at all. He's like, it's slam shot. Dude, I get too many. Yeah. I get so many calls on that. So. And. Yeah, I know. I don't know how to take them. Like, I don't I, know. I don't either. Um, because they, I mean, they do fail. I, I, and I just don't. They do. I don't know. Um, luckily, this guy's old school enough that he keeps orifices in his toolkit just in there case. So, he had one that was close. We needed an 80. Um, he had an 88. It was the closest he had. The yep. other stuff was way too small. I said, it, I said, man, it'll work. I said, you're going to have to fiddle with your charge a little bit, but it's going to work. Um, so I got it fixed, got it up and running, everything was fine. The best thing was the whole time he and I were laughing about it, and that doesn't always, you don't always get to have that. We get right. to joke about it. I said, but there are those times where it's, it's, it's no joke. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I know I was listening to an HVAC podcast, couple weeks ago and it it is just it is just heating and ac i mean you know we were i was talking about the homeowner like he's like what am i going to tell my wife and we've been out we've we've been without air for five days it's like i mean i understand but you know we we're trying to fix the problem if somebody's not returning your call or the contractor has ditched you yeah, or we've ditched the contractor, then you got a problem. But if everybody is still coming out there and working on this thing for free, clearly they're trying to get you fixed up. And you start barking like that, that's not going to help matters. Um, that's just not how I am. Like, that's not going to fix anything. No, no, um, it doesn't. But, but, I mean, I didn't even grow up with air. Like, I don't get it. Um, I, I mean, it's 72 degrees outside, and this, this guy was like 35 years old. Like, yeah. um, is she pregnant? No, no. Is she on oxygen or something? Like, I'm, am I missing something here? Yeah. No, she just, like, she's hot. Yeah, it's like, like I, I know it sucks, but we've all been there at some point or another. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, we're leaning towards, I mean, we're leaning towards it's it's life and death. I mean, I've had people, I've had homeowners when I was in the field call me, and it's like, you think they're bleeding out over there. Like, it's not life and death. We're not, we're not, you know, essential, disposable people no. in this industry. It's, it's a luxury. You know what I mean? I think, yep. still. I mean, it is. I don't know. I still think it is. But, uh. Well, yeah, that, that so kinda, I was gonna say that kind of segues us into what we're gonna do our next topic. Some more crazy homeowner stories. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I got coming. a I got a good one before we leave. All right, all right. The, <laughs> this poor guy, he's gonna he's gonna kill me when he hears this. <laughs> so there's a guy that it's him and a, and his partner, and that's the only two. They come, they come to my training classes. Um, 
and Tuesday he came and you know I'm doing I'm doing time slots so it's just them two and we're standing up walking around the equipment right and we're in the back of the warehouse it's quiet back there and I'm looking at the the TV screen and I'm going through the PowerPoints and they go and sit back down in a chair and I'm looking at the screen and I hear and I hear the rip sound of, of, of pants and I'm like I didn't turn around right then and I'm like what was that sound That's, that literally sounded like somebody just ripped a pair of jeans in half like and I <laughs> and and this guy's in he's uh I don't know, he's in his mid fifties. And I turn around and cause they plop down back in the chair and I turn around and I'm trying not to look down. <laughs> I mean I know what happened. <laughs> I know that sound. I turn around and I'm looking at him in his face. If you can picture this, I'm looking at his face, <laughs> but I can see down, right? Yep. It's my peripheral vision. He's got on khaki shorts and I just see white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at his face, but I can just see white <laughs> like between his legs. And I'm just like, God, I, I didn't want to bring him out. Like, I didn't want to say, dang, man, you just ripped, you just blew your old shorts out. Um, I didn't say anything. I couldn't do it. I turned back around started looking at do the PowerPoints. And the, when I turned back around, he's like leaning to the side and got his knees together. Like he, he know, he, he finally figured out he blew the whole bottom out of him, but uh, nice and awkward. He, when he hear, if he ever listens to this, he's gonna be like, "Dude, he got up and um, I mean, what do you do? We've all been there. Just <laughs> you just roll through the rest of the day like that, I guess." I had to. Let's see, what was it? Two through no, two weeks ago, I had to go home in the middle of the day because I ripped the middle of my khakis. Just walking in the warehouse. Yeah, they're good till they ain't. Nope. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. D, we could do this all night long because I love listening to your stories, yep. but uh, we got to have some more episodes <laughs> to post. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Also, Zach, when you hear this, I know earlier today I asked a broad question to a group of people about their favorite 80s and 90s movies. And you never answered. So, because of that... Oh, he's a movie guy, too. Yeah. So, because of that, somewhere in this episode, I dropped a really, really good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line. And I hope you find God, it. God, I missed I didn't catch and it. I hope you guys find it. Because it's great. I'm about to listen back. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna put some kind of sound bite in there. Yeah, All right, appreciate y'all. Get the clip. Yeah, maybe. We, yeah, we can actually find that, and somebody will sue us for it somehow. Probably. Copyright infringement. All right. See y'all next time on HVAC R and D. Later.